Welcome to episode 49 of Lights in the Sky podcast, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. Uh, Tony, and uh, we're just shy of a milestone episode, <laughs> aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. 50 episodes, 50th episode next just week. gently rubbing up against <laughs> it, but we're not quite climaxed at 50. <laughs> Um, you think 50 will be the climax or just the first of many climaxes? Yeah, I've got to get more of me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I might be coughing a little bit in this episode. Still getting over a chest infection. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, is someone trying to start a car nearby? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> having like, issues? Someone's trying to hotwire your car. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, this is a neighborhood where cars get stolen. So. <laughs> I know what it is. It's a uh, dropkick neighbor trying to start his motorbike that never works. He tried to sell with those terrible signs on them. Oh, that's so what I it guarantee is. he's going to that will start up soon and it will completely ruin the rest <laughs> of this podcast. Yesterday, um, I was about to take the cat to the vet mm. and um, these people turned up in this red car. Yeah. Just, we, were, uh, we were sitting in this room, which is the podcast studio, with the <laughs> blinds down uh, because it is quite warm in here during the day. Yeah. Uh, doing, making the most of our fiber broadband. Yep. Because why not? Mm-hmm. And I just heard this car scream up the driveway, which is just outside uh, the window from here. Yeah. This room faces out to the driveway on the second story. And I thought, ah, oh, look what's going on here. And it was these three just world's most drop kicky looking guys <laughs> like yeah. one was like smoking or was rolled his own cigarette in, in the car the car like it was just oh, it was rusted to hell uh yeah. just like all mismatched colors so we like the uh, the like the bonnet was blank oh, yeah. and the door was red and they just got panels from all kinds of um yeah. spares and this guy gets out with like a shaven head and yep. a, a singlet on <laughs> and bangs on the door. There we go. There's the... Yeah. Knew he was doing it. There's the motorbike. Bangs on the door trying to get the attention of the dropkick neighbor. Yeah. And his dropkick friends. Oh, I hate this guy so much. <laughs> Just go. Um, and I, I, came back, I, I came back in and said to my partner, I was like, you've got to come look at this. Like, <laughs> so we were peering out of the spare bedroom next door and just looking at them. just like, this is the worst kind of white humanity. Yeah. Yeah. So white trash, just such white trash. I saw a good example of some trash the other day. Um, I was driving around my work. 1.5 litre bottle of Coke floating in the Avon. No. River. No. Oh, okay. I thought that was example of the this was a reasonably tallish probably should we go running out with our podcast gear with the headphones <laughs> on microphones in tow to this guy and say we're trying to record an award-winning podcast <laughs> well, we haven't won an award no we're trying that's why we're trying, that's why we're trying exactly. yeah fair well that's fair enough i mean trying to record <laughs> trying an award-winning podcast, podcast. That, what, what do we want i said no no we haven't won an award we're trying to <laughs> yeah, you're just not said that even here we're trying to it hence the reason why we need trying. to do this in peace yeah it's funny how I've been here for about an hour and there hasn't been a single noise. No, there hasn't record. been a No. And then here we are. But anyway, I was driving around uh, the area around my work, which um, can be a bit rough. And um, you are, in... yeah, I once I once called the area you uh, you worked in the asshole of Christchurch, <laughs> and I said that in front of my uh, so my auntie who was a little bit white trash lived mm-hmm. around that area oh, and yeah. i had joked how it was the asshole of christchurch <laughs> and i got a like a slap from my grandma about mm-hmm. that because i referred to the suburb as the asshole of christchurch right she's like yeah told me off if christchurch ever needs an enema it shall be inserted. but quite literally though it's in the southern side of the city <laughs> it's dodgy and crap it's the asshole of christchurch it okay. really is yeah i don't live there let's point that out no you don't <laughs> um but I was over did, that. I way. did know. I did notice though when I was watching One News. So mm. we have a channel TVNZ One. Yeah, <laughs> they, they tried to brand themselves TVNZ One, but they're just One. Yeah, Channel One. Channel One. TV One. Because it, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago we only had three channels or four yeah. channels. Did you know that? Did you? I'm not sure if you've seen it, but did you know that your uh, satellite settlement has weather on One? <laughs> when they do Christchurch weather, That's they such a include. Tony fact. They include. I was like, really? They did the weather for your satellite settlement. Yeah, 
on the periphery. And I'm like, wow. Okay. My town's wither is on the news. Yeah, but you're, it's like a tiny town. Yeah, <laughs> like, it really is. It really is. Yet it gets like, when it comes to the Christchurch page, mm. they're showing like Christchurch, they're showing Littleton yeah. in, the, in, like, the, in the harbour, and yeah. they're showing out in the western periphery. I'm like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> go you. <laughs> Uh, my my trash um, example was kind of funny. Um, I was driving around. It was about lunchtime, and there was two kids down, walking down the side of the road. Noonan. That with that look on their face, like they really wanted people to be looking at them, um, because they were about. There was probably a fourteen-year-old girl and about eleven-year-old boy, and they were both smoking cigarettes in school uniform, walking down the street. With that look on their face of, like, staring into every car to see who was looking at them. It's a weird odd age gap, though. Are you sure they weren't, like, the boy just hadn't quite hit the pubes yet? Possibly. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm making an assumption here. Hit the pubes, what I'm saying, puberty. But the, the funny part is, because they were peering in, and I happened to be looking out, we locked eyes for a second. And you and And I, I, um, in the moment, I was like, how can I make it so that this kid doesn't think what he's doing is so impressive or so cool, or I think he's a badass? And so what I did was a very pronounced point and laugh <laughs> as I was driving past. That's perfect. That's excellent. <laughs> and so, uh, do you mind? Yeah. I mean, obviously our, our dear listeners cannot see this, but do you mind <coughs> recreating for me what it may have looked like if I was having a puff over here? Uh, okay, so I'm driving like this. And I went, Ten and two. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so shameful. <laughs> like it was a, it really caught me, and I did get a that on take. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> You on Instagram doing the point and laugh. It was kind of me just doing my bit, making sure this guy, mm. you know, maybe he, maybe he won't have that Freaking cigarette walking the down day. the street at, ele- the at 11 years old anymore because it's not cool. The question I have there is, how the hell can that child afford that? <laughs> That's a good question. Like, how can they afford cigarettes, let alone, I know. Yeah, where do you source like, it from? You know, what's your allowance at 11 years old? And how, you know, it's all going to cigarettes. You know, that's your money gone, mate. <laughs> yeah. You can't really you, fund you can't it with a paper like, I mean, Maybe if he was buying one cigarette at a time, you can't do that. Oh, you could around in the wrong sort of dairy. Bumming? Is he bumming? Bumming cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. From this 13-year-old girl. <laughs> he shouldn't be bumming her, <laughs> surely. <laughs> it's a bit young for that. But anyway. Um, and then it, uh, that kind of leads me into another one around... I was driving home yesterday and... I mean, all paranormal stuff, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 49, we definitely haven't run out. Hey, we've addressed the weird weather situation <laughs> of where you live. So. Yeah. Um, I was driving home, and I was in a 100k zone, and so went to speed up to 100k's, and there was a car doing 75. Okay. Because I live um, a little way out of town. That's you why go I was, down. Yeah, so that's why I was saying earlier, why yeah. how, the, how his satellite community gets <laughs> a, uh, mentioned on the weather. So, I, you know, you get open road driving on the way home. And this car, oh, he loves there was enough no road driving. There, there was enough traffic coming that I didn't pass because I'm ultra conservative when it comes to passing because the roads can be kind of deceptively uh, bumpy. So Just you if, you're coming, if, you're, if you're coming to New Zealand, there's actually a real promotion here that uh, South Island roads are different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's literally the slogan. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's different here. Yeah. Um, so anyway, then they start putting their arm around, arm out the window, and not in a real kind of like go past motion. Yeah, it was like a real erratic kind of pointing and stuff like this. Like and I was backwards, like, forward, side to side. Yeah, yeah, and up, then up and down, and then pointing left, and but then also pointing right. Yeah, a bit. What? Hey, what? I couldn't understand any of it, and sometimes because there's driveways, and that, you can't ask for clarification. Yeah, in the situation, yeah. can you? There's driveways that go off, you know, on either side of the hundred k road. So quite often, people will be just slowing down. And I yeah. wondered if maybe his indicator had broken, and he was just kind of signalling that he was going to pull over. So and he's going to shortly pull up, or <clears throat> yeah, but make, um, a, make a stop. There was kind of, a, you know, a driveway coming up, and it went past it, and. You know, right. a couple no, of minutes passed. Must have next door. And then, no, the next and door, then next door. Uh, so I was like, okay, I think this person actually wants me to pass them. So I what pull out. What sort of car was this? Like, was it like? Uh, it was like an '80s hatchback, <laughs> two guys in it with a dog in the back. Um, but then, as I'm driving past, they just pull the fingers at me. What? The whole way past, like they really held it. <laughs> so they're just pulling the fingers at me, and I'm like, part of me's like, I got it a little bit furious straight away because i'm like 
there is no reason I should be in the wrong here. It's like you're I driving just slowly. To safely maneuver around you. You're driving slowly below the speed limit. Yeah, 25 k's below the speed limit. You were gesticulating, <laughs> aggressively gesticulating. Yeah, and then I get pulled the fingers at. So that kind of struck me as I really wanted some way that I could, um, like explain myself like for some reason when that happens your instinct is this guy needs to know what was going on here because he clearly didn't realize 75 k's and 100 is actually unsafe in itself but it seemed like he wanted you to pass yeah exactly um so i'm still confused about it and it struck me that there needs to be some sort of um app development where you can get in touch with these drivers or Mm. the other thing Mm. was i thought of Mm. another invention which is like a um, I'm turning off at the end of the straight kind of indicator where yes, it's like don't bother yes. passing me it's dangerous because like, I've often be thought about this about the messaging like a scroll messaging yeah, in yeah. the back window of a car the communication yeah. between drivers so you can quickly like uh, speak into a, uh, a a device which will translate your message into a scrolling yeah. message on the back windscreen yeah okay Google yeah yeah hope it didn't just go off in my pocket <laughs> <laughs> um it's like the thing like, say, uh, Carlexa. Uh, <laughs> Carlexa. Tell those C words behind me to go suck my D. <laughs> yeah. 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 So then they get it wrong and it says something like, park yeah. my Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and the other thing for me was, like, if I was to get in touch with this guy... The thing that I would want to do is just show him the logic of what's going on. I know. Which, to be honest, this is the problem, logic doesn't it? work. Logic, de- yeah, the, these these people defy logic. Yeah. It's like um, I heard on the Ricky Gervais podcast years ago when they first started doing their audio books before podcasts were a thing, and he talked. Uh, they talked about um, Stephen Merchant wasn't allowed into a club, so naturally tried to argue his way in using logic with a bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that's never going it's to never work. work. No. They just say, nah, nah. <laughs> It's the same thing. Yeah, I could, I've, had, I've had these same moments in life where you think it's unjustly unfair, but you, logic know, doesn't you try work. and argue logic, and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it probably leads me nicely into my next yarn, also unrelated, car, but car-related. Car-related, car-related yeah. right? So, um, my sister was driving her... Now, you've got a few sisters, so which one's this? Sisters. This is the youngest one. The youngest one. Um, so she's in the car with two of her three kids and they were driving near my parents' house and, um, the big, big breeders, <laughs> Luke's family. I don't know. I don't know if I need that broadcast. I, I agree. <laughs> you aren't though. No, I'm not. Yeah. Um, what's wrong with you? <clears throat> How did it get to this? A bit slow. Is it's it? just, it's just telling you a story. A bit of a dud. <laughs> um, so my sister's driving with her. Dud spooge. Her two. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking but the, the funny thing is um, we try, we were trying out a, um, a audio di- this is unrelated to that story dick. audio dictation <laughs> oh, what do you call it transcription service yeah. using um, AI from I think it was Google's AI machine so we put some, at work uh, my colleague put um uh, some of our podcasts through it yeah and it struggled in determining between our two voices oh reals so it just occurred to me then that what you what it would have written was my sister had, had was driving uh something about her um slow spooge because <laughs> you cut in with that <laughs> anyway uh, um so she was driving I used the in word a... spooge for a while. <laughs> that's a terrible word yeah she was no, I'm sure. It. I'm sure you'll have children oh when it's God. time. When the, when the time is right, you've just got a house. You know, you settled down. You know, grown a veggie garden. Yeah, I've got a veggie garden. You've got a veggie garden. Yeah, yeah. Um, you may not be growing people, but man, you've got a veggie garden. Growing corn like quite tall. I've got lots of corn. Um. So anyway, my sister was driving in her four wheel drive, and two kids in the back, and a mouse ran across her bonnet. What? At yeah. Speed. At speed. Well, in our town so 50ks what the um she immediately freaked out the mouse ran under the bonnet um she was screaming and because she was she was near my parents house so she went flying into one of the parks outside my parents house 
parked at angle, parked at speed, screaming, grabbed the children out, <laughs> ran inside to my mum, <clears throat> say, saying like, oh my God, there's a mouse, there's a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so the car's just in there on an angle, doors open, keys in it, someone please take it. Um, then uh, mum went out and had a look around, there was no mouse, so shut it all up and kind of um, moved it slightly. And then um, um, went inside. My sister refused to drive it. <laughs> um, she lives just around the corner. So I don't know whether she got a ride home or if she walked, but the car didn't go home with her that day. <laughs> and then for the... Because we haven't recorded for a couple of weeks, yeah, right? Yeah. So for the following week, we'd get photos of her out with her kids on their bikes. <laughs> so they'd just be biking around to do their errands. <laughs> they the were driving the car. <laughs> car still parked at mum and dad's house. And then, um, so that was kind of funny and we're just kind of wondering how it might end. But this lasted literally, it was days. Like we would, she would be out with the kids loaded up, helmets on, <laughs> biking around town because she needed to go, go to the shop yeah, or something. And not go near the car. The, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Um, so then, um, uh, the next thing was, um, a few more days pass and I get a photo, <laughs> I get a photo on my phone and... It's my sister's new car. <laughs> what? <laughs> she bought a new car because <laughs> of the mouse. Oh my god! Yeah. So she um she what's, did. What sort of car did she have? Uh, was a tribute Mazda tribute. Yeah. And um went for a Mitsubishi four wheel drive thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar car, really. What? Just no mouse. So, yeah, she's gone and bought a new car. So, what happens if, like, there is, like, a mice nest by her house and the next car has a mouse run across? The same thing, I guess, would happen, right? I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know whether, again, I don't know whether this has been attacked with logic. <laughs> I can't, yeah, right. This is exactly, this is exactly a reflection of the last story, that there is the, the, the logic... Yeah. But there's no getting through on this. If that's the case that happened, I guess you wouldn't go back to the car. Yeah. Well, the the thing was, she did drive the car one more time, but it was to the car yard <laughs> to find a new car. <laughs> the reason um, she decided to get back in was she was tentatively cleaning it out um, to sell it. <laughs> Sounds ludicrous even just saying it. Saw a mouse in the car, so was cleaning it out to sell it. <laughs> um and there was a chip under one of the seats, as happens with kids you know, drop time. food or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the logic in her mind was, there's a chip here. So if there was still a mouse around, it definitely would have eaten it. Mm, so okay. I'm fine to drive this to the car yard. <laughs> Shouldn't you be fine to save the car then? Was, is this just a ploy? Did she stage the whole thing to see a new car? Do you definitely think? not. Definitely not. I, I have like, the, like a mouse slash rat encounter I have is um, as a teenager, mm-hmm. um, there would be mice in the ceiling at home. Oh, yeah. So this would be during the winter, they'd come in and go yep. up in the ceiling. So um, we'd like baited the mice. And, Masterfully. Yeah. There was baits and traps and stuff. And there was a, a mouse caught in the trap. So... We you know, got the mouse, and, and um, Dad wasn't allowed to kill it. I think Mum had put his foot, her foot down about not killing the mouse. Right. Is it, when you say trap, then is it one of those humane things where it um, just kind of closes the gate of, sort behind of, sort it? Of, oh, no, it sort of went in the wee little box thing and nibbled on the poison. So right. I was going to die anyway. Yeah. This is. So we had to. So I remember getting in the car, and I have a bit of cardboard on my lap, and then. And on top of that piece of cardboard was like an old coffee mug mm-hmm. with a mouse inside it. What? And we had to drive down to the river, <laughs> open the door and throw the mouse out. Did you put some little um, water wings on it? Yeah. <laughs> like on the banks of the oh, river. God. But because we, we weren't allowed to, you know, kill it. No. So it's going to die anyway. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's even poison. poison. And you could tell it was kind of slow. And I remember, <laughs> I remember there was like the cardboard, there was the coffee mug and there was its tail hanging oh, out the back of the coffee sick. mug. But because the coffee mug had gone down on top of it, it was like squashing the yeah, tail. Yeah, yeah, But you can't lift it up again because no, it jump out. No, exactly. You've got to hold it there. So that's, yeah. So were you on, were you on holding duty? I was on holding duty because I wasn't quite, I wasn't quite uh, driving age yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you, um, what, you held it though. Don't be a man. 
Yeah. <laughs> trying to be a man. Sucked it up. Yeah, dead ass, so I have dead to. Dead ass, I have to do it, yeah. <laughs> but daddy, no, I'm, a, I'm afraid of mouse daddy. <laughs> that wasn't going to work. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, anything paranormal happened in the last couple of weeks? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, Yourself? We have one story yet to come from Jim. Um, nothing from me. Okay, well, thank you. Um, apart from, is it paranormal to sell a car because there's a mouse it's in it? It's abnormal. Abnormal. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. logical. We do we, tend we, to we blur even... that line. Yeah. Is it a paranormal or an abnormal story? Um, yeah, nothing from me. I know Jim's got one lined up, but he's on holiday at the moment. Oh, what's he doing on holiday? Uh, actually, he has a mouse in his caravan. <laughs> It's, it's, wow, that's all looking at. Yeah. So the mouse in this house <laughs> slash mobile. Yeah, he's, he's got a caravan that they took down to a lake and they've um, just gone down to stay for a bit. So, so they're letting the mouse out? I'm not sure. How's it out for a run? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. I'm, about that. I'm thinking about that coffee mug. Whatever happened to it? If you're still. I think, actually, no. The coffee mug got thrown out of the river. Oh, yeah. Normally, I'd be against littering, but everything <laughs> had like had like uh, poisoned mouse on it. It can oh, go out the river. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it part of a set? I think so. Did you find. Oh, okay. It's bold. Um, if you're still with us, uh, <clears throat> normally we have some paranormal chat at the start. Then mm. uh, one of us will educate the other <laughs> on a paranormal Normally we have paranormal chat at the start. When it's <laughs> well, happened. Traditionally. Yeah, since like episode one, when's that happened? <laughs> um, episode 49, we've got a little bit lax with those rules, as you can see or hear. Um, and so Tony's going to tell me a paranormal story he's mm-hmm. dug up and researched. Um, then we'll end the show on a segment called Get Me Some Strange, which, trust me, is worth hanging out for. Oh, it's the best part of the show. <laughs> um, so do you yeah. want to hear this paranormal tale? Um, I think so. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I need to tick off. Um, we were meant to... Well, we recorded a promo for Flix X-Ray mm-hmm. to go onto their um, podcast um, we tend not to play ads. We just kind of talk about other things. So that's a cool podcast if you ever want to listen to that. I did a guest spot on Talking Cod Swallop. Oh, nice. Uh, which we recorded the other week as Where's, well. Where was my invite? Um, I asked you and you said no. <laughs> <laughs> so your invite was verbal. Um, I wanted it printed. I want everything in writing from you. <laughs> so if you want to check out one of those two, then go for it. Um, I'm on the episode called Batteries Not Included of Talking Cod Swallop. I'll look that up now. Um, then, uh, yeah, I think that's about all of the general admin that I've got. So um, let's launch into your story. Okay. If I'll you're do done Googling me. Yeah. Codswap. So um, we have talked a couple of times in Strange um, <laughs> about... No, no. After 49 episodes of explaining what the, what the hell you're talking about, I'm just going to go with yeah. it. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, we did Yowie. Yep. And I thought we actually haven't paid homage to Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Okay. So I thought, I might do this. I might, I might, I might do a Sasquatch. And then you didn't? I did it. You did it? I did it. You didn't? I did it. (laughs) So the other thing I'm kind of big on, so the other podcasts I like listening to are like Murder, Mystery, Vanishing, Disappearances, Strange... uh, Plug some. um, Podcasting's weird. It works like this. If you like one, you just say so. Okay. um, Okay. So one I was listening at work today. It's an uh, all-inclusive community rather than like Uh, radio where they never actually mention another show. Trace Evidence. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is Criminal. It's a good one. Um, I like California Dreaming. Uh, the trail went cold. So these are the ones, Eli, if you're listening. Yeah. Go the listen the Minds of Madness. <laughs> um, yeah. What other ones have I got here? Uh, one unrelated, a historium. It's very good. <laughs> I quite like that. There's sort of weird tales from history. If you're a history nutter like me. Uh, I think that's a bit. Uh, Bouja. Wait, that's not, nothing to do with... <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with that one um so yeah that, that's kind of my they're like kind of my go-to uh potties pods excuse you go <laughs> um so yeah. you like the murder mystery and you like the sasquatch and yeah. you've oh, already gone that's another one i like um, and you've written an audio play i have with parts for both of us oh, true crime fan club 
<laughs> yeah. So there's obviously a few of these I'm listening yeah. to. So I just like to um, binge them when I get them, um, go through all the episodes. And then did I get you into one. podcasts? Excuse you. Did I get you into them? Or did you find them like the rest of the world? <laughs> Because um, I like to take credit, like when you introduce someone to something, think, like how I got I you into Scrubs. You, you know yeah. how I got you into Scrubs. Oh, I wasn't big on medical things. <laughs> you refused to watch. <laughs> two thousand two, me. Like I don't like medical stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't like anything set in a hospital. No, I like it gets me creepy. I think you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I'll take that. There's still not that many people I know that are, are podcast fans. I have found that doing this podcast has got. Um, a few friends of ours into podcasts mm-hmm. because they hadn't listened to podcasts previously and they thought, oh, you're they doing one. wonder what the hell we're doing behind yeah. closed doors every Friday and, night. And I, and I do, yeah. <laughs> Luckily your wife doesn't think suspicions. that way. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think a few people have sort of opened their minds to podcasts. They mm-hmm. see our one, listen to it, and they like, oh, there's actually other things on here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We, um, as you know, have crossed a decent another decent milestone for subscribers. We have. Um I think it would be quite cool. Um, should we just get everyone that subscribes? We'll sell them a ticket now to a live show somewhere yeah. <laughs> and and someday get them all in like did a community we, hall did somewhere. Did we actually mention we finally got a review as well? Um, no, we didn't. We didn't. That no. was from the Talking Cods Wallop. Yes. Yeah, um, <clears throat> from Gemma, uh, which was nice of her. Um, <laughs> she asked for one in return, but I don't use iTunes, so I couldn't <laughs> can't review on oh. like, Google. So... I'll, 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 I'll plug on, you instead. Sign, you can sign it on these. <laughs> yeah, um, if you want to do one, then go for it. Yeah. But 100% um, five stars. I'll listen to episode and say, actually, it was good until that guy from that other podcast <laughs> ruined it. Well, to be honest, I think we slag you off within the first couple of minutes. Really? <laughs> wow. I think, I, I think I'm the self-proclaimed better half of the podcast within <laughs> wow. seconds. Wow. Well, then why would I leave a good review at this? <laughs> Um, anyway, something to look I'm gonna forward to. I'm going to rescind my review. <laughs> um, okay, so what I'm effectively saying here is that I want to do a Bigfoot one and then this one... Sorry, what's a Bigfoot? Oh, a Sasasquatch. <laughs> want to do a Sasasquatch one. Sassafras. Sassafras. <laughs> which I've now learned what it is. <laughs> yeah. I was listening back to that episode and I was like, I'd learn what Sassafras is. <laughs> oh boy, I couldn't sl- uh, sleep speaking that strange. It was tricky. It happened again. Um, so, yeah, this sort of worked out quite nicely for me. It's kind of got that um, Bigfoot uh, paranormal element to the mysterious vanishing um, who done it. This is actually someone who murdered somebody and just cl- blamed a Bigfoot. Okay. <clears throat> More beers. <clears throat> uh, all beers. Chug, 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 chug. Water? Water? <laughs> You've already had your beers. We had One. a beer. There's actually no beer tonight. It's a, a water because you've had beers. Yeah. Uh, and I'm having a, a cedar. Cider. Cider. If anyone's wondering about our beverage situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually have a bottle of water there, but I haven't uh, touched it yet. I might have a sip shortly. I don't think anyone was actually worried. <laughs> we still haven't got to your story. Sorry. Go for it. Bigfoot and a bizarre yes. vanishing. Bigfoot and a bizarre yeah. vanishing. One of the most famous legendary creatures of all, the massive, famous, the massive, hairy, ape-like beast known as a Bigfoot or Sassafras has been reported to be lurking <laughs> in just about every expanse of wilderness in North America. Good hit right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, while these sightings are strange enough, the creatures themselves have been mostly said to be shy, docile, reclusive. And peaceful. Mm. Mm. Tree huggers. Delicious. Yes. Yet every once in a while, a truly sinister report will come in of these creatures not being any of those things. And one very strange disappearance has managed to combine all of the oddness of a violent Bigfoot encounter and a mysterious vanishing. I just totally said that like before. Mm. Mm. Ah. Um, we were born when this happened. Wooey. Oh, then it's not in Mysteries of June the June 1st, 1987. Yep. So, <laughs> missed the, the cut off about five years. 16-year-old Teresa. Teresa? Teresa. What was that friend of Tamara's that used to always have that? Teresa. Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
name. I'm going to say Teresa. 16-year-old <laughs> Teresa Ann Beer. How do you know it's not Teresa? Teresa. Teresa. <laughs> of Fresno, California, went mm. off on a camping trip to a rather remote area of the Shut Eye Peak. What? <laughs> Shut Eye Peak. What? Shut Eye Peak. Oh. In the ever so scenic Sierra Mountains, approximately 25 miles northeast of Bass Lake. So this is where it gets a bit weird. Her companion on this particular trip was a 43-year-old named Russell Welch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was well known at the time that Welch was an avid Bigfoot enthusiast. In fact, he was a self-proclaimed expert on the creature, like us for self-proclaimed ufologists. Um, and the two allegedly had embarked out into the wilderness on a quest to find the legendary beast. Did your lights just flicker? Yeah, I felt that. You felt it? <laughs> uh, I just saw it. Yeah, I guess I might have too. Um, the two had hopped. I guess, H-O-P-E-D. The two had hopped to get a glimpse of the creature themselves. They did hop. Yeah. Um, So, this is not so strange in and of itself, as the Sierra Nevada mountains are quite the hotspot for Bigfoot activity, with Welch even claiming he had seen them several times in the region. But it was a bit weird that he believed he was in actual continuous contact with a whole group of them. And also perhaps a little odd that Bear's parents would let her go off alone on a camping trip with a much older man on what many would have considered a crackpot quest. Nevertheless, they went off on their adventure and only one of them would come back. So who do you think's coming back? Um, the second one. <laughs> uh, beer? Sorry, I was just busy Googling. <clears throat> um, I was trying to find... Remember when we drove from Seattle to um, Vancouver and there was a truck stop? That's right. Yeah, there was all a, the Bigfoot yeah, stuff Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't find it, but... Uh. <laughs> Let down. <laughs> I have a keyring somewhere. It was, like, called Sal's or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was quite cool. We sort of saw the stuff and, like, you're, we're in Pacific Northwest and we're like, oh. Bigfoot country. Bigfoot country. Yeah, it was cool. It was very cool. It's a regret of mine I didn't buy more things. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. who knew? Who knew? Mere years later, we'd be recording a paranormal yeah. podcast to hundreds and thousands of people worldwide. We effed up. <laughs> we really did. We got to go back. Yeah. So you got sixteen-year-old Teresa <laughs> Beer. Yep. Or forty-three-year-old Russell Welch. Who's not coming back? Do you reckon? And what was your money on? Sixteen-year-old. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. When Welch returned to Fresno several days later. Without beer and tow. I was right. And the girl made no effort to contact her family. He was considered a person of interest in her possible disappearance. No doubt. Hmm. When he was questioned by authorities about what happened to beer, things got rather strange. <laughs> uh, Welch at first told police that she had run away uh, from him out into the wilderness. And then he would change his mind and decide to tell them what really happened. And that would uh, prove to be perhaps far weirder than any of the law enforcement personnel present could have possibly imagined. Welch claimed that during their camping trip, they had gone out on a hike to look for the elusive Sasasquatch. Sasafras. Sasafras. And that at some point, Beer and him had become separated in the thick forest. Mm-hmm. At that point, Welch claimed that one of the massive creatures had swooped in to grab her and carry her off into the wilderness. What's a 40-something-year-old to do? Mm, it may come as no surprise whatsoever that police found this all pretty hard to swallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though the suspect himself seemed to truly believe what he was saying. And sensing that they had a kidnapping or potential murder on their hands, the police immediately descended upon the area where the two had been camping. Yet a full and comprehensive search of the surrounds found no trace of Teresa Beer. Interesting. When authorities grilled Welch again to try and glean more information, he stood by his story that she had been dragged into the wilds by a Bigfoot or a Sasafra. <laughs> adamant that that 
had already happened. Mm. So, Sassafras or not, Welch was charged with child stealing? Right. And a child was... <laughs> and a child? And a trial was set. It's a weird one. Child uh, stealing's a what? weird term. Yeah, I know. It was, like, yeah. Kidnapping. Yeah, and child stealing. <laughs> um, all right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um... While he was waiting to go to court for quite serious charges of child stealing, Hmm. Welch was offered the opportunity to sign a waiver allowing prosecutors to pursue a murder charge in the event that the body of Teresa was ever found in exchange for a light one-year prison sentence. That is light for child stealing. Welch, still apparently believing that Beer had been truly, in fact, abducted by a giant had a hominid <laughs> of the alliteration. Did you write that? I didn't, but I couldn't. <laughs> uh, promptly refused the deal. Mm. Like, no deal. Really? Yeah, like, no deal. Nice. No deal. Yeah, deal Called or no deal. Banker and well, that's another deal. Remember that show? It was terrible. <clears throat> <laughs> that's what happened to it. It was just <laughs> dumb luck. Yeah. Just 50 50s forever. Like when the banker would call, you know, would do their thing and like an alarm went off. It was always like, hmm, it's a drama. <laughs> On the overseas ones, didn't they have like an actual phone would ring <laughs> or something like that? So like, hi, oh, it's the banker here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was the thing. They'd have an actual old timey handset. Might, might Google some deal or no deal stuff in the... Like one of those old Bakelite phones. Yeah. With the dial and stuff. <laughs> Um, so in response to this as well... I'd never, I never figured out why it was popular. Never ever. It's so terrible. <laughs> it, it enrages me. I like it's, the ch- I it's like, basically I pick like, a number. I kind of like the chaser. Yeah, that, that takes some skill. Yeah, it does. It's not choose a number and then I'm going to get you to open all the other numbers. I just numbers hated those wankers out. that held the briefcases with the numbers in them. Yeah. Like, well, so they, yeah, good luck, my face. Uh, um, I believe I've I got, got uh, $49. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they got the guess right, they got money. <laughs> Damn it. Um,. That was a good drinking game, though, if I recall. <laughs> Maybe you had an electronic one. Oh, my one. God, yes, I we did. We used to use it for a drinking game. Is that the game. night you threw up in the sink? Uh, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mess. Um, I, didn't yeah, remember, I, remember, I remember winning a game because I like the first one I opened, I was like, no, I'll take it. Because <laughs> it was like, see who, because we all three would do it. Yeah. And then um, whoever scored the lowest or, you know, went bankrupt or whatever. The, the finish the, finish the vessel. Yeah. 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 yeah what, I was what like, no, I'm taking that, that first game. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen to that game? Because like, it's a pathetic game to play because in the real game you get money. And yeah. This you, one. You get a number. So that's why I guess it has to be a drinking game because there has to be some penalty <laughs> yeah, for, for losing. Yeah, some odds. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Otherwise there's no point playing it. <laughs> We managed to turn a, uh, anything. We, we played drink game of life, if I yeah. remember. Ah, <laughs> uh, when you're in your early twenties and anything becomes a drinking game. Drink Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We did a drink baptism once. Didn't we? <laughs> I remember it's just such a weird time because it turned out you were house sitting for one of my university lecturers. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where you like, threw up on his sink. Yeah, it's yeah, so weird. Yes. His dog was still there and all his furniture everywhere. <laughs> I was sleeping on my lecturer's couch. <laughs> where his ass normally is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Anyway, where were we? Uh, in response to this, he's refused the deal. So in response to this, as well as the lack of any concrete physical evidence at all to link uh, Welchie to the vanishing, the mm-hmm. charge was dropped just three days before the impending trial in order to avoid defying the law of double jeopardy. Um, which is that sounds like a drinking game yeah it does <laughs> uh yeah bottoms up do you know double jeopardy you know the the idea there then? you gotta have a beer in each hand yeah, you do yeah yeah <laughs> and then you're asked true or false questions and you're not allowed to um answer the same answer Actually, this, consecutively this scrumpy cider reminds me of a drinking game like back at our old flat and i think we both had hot dogs and threw up hot dogs and oh in yeah thing, that yeah. was the last time you ever ate hot dogs yeah <laughs> What was that one? That wasn't um, where you have them taped to your hands. No, there was something. There was like there is that one where you have a the scrumpy hands. Scrumpy hands. Mm. A bottle of cider taped to each hand, and you're not allowed to take them off <laughs> until you finish them. God, that's woeful. Oh. 
so double d- d- double jeopardy uh so the drinking game or uh no the law <laughs> okay so i don't know if we have this in new zealand but it obviously is a thing in the united states where you cannot get tried for the same crime twice yeah, or prosecute yeah. For the t- same not crime like twice. on arrested development where he thought they can't try a husband and wife for the same crime <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work like that there was a law you know up until like the 90s where like a husband or wife could refuse to testify against each other oh yeah so like there were cases of like people getting married just so they couldn't be called to testify interesting so say we were married which is legal now which for we two aren't. men to get married which we aren't you're already married but say we were married and we this was married. the 90s but then two men couldn't have got married in new zealand uh <laughs> where i'm going with this <laughs> Anyway, I'd sell you out. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you so would. Yep. I okay. would refuse to testify and then you'd just come and pin it all on I was like, me. it was him. <laughs> that one there, the yeah, one that I one married. There. Yeah, <laughs> my husband. <laughs> um, yeah, so they d- dropped, dropped the case because they were worried that, okay, the, it's kind of shaky now because he's kind of saying Bigfoot and there's no evidence. But mm. if we try him and the judge was like, this is nonsense and throws the case out, then you can't try him can't again because he's married to a man. <laughs> married to Sasquatch? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, it was thought that a trial for kidnapping at that time could not be won on such flimsy evidence. Oh, you mean child stealing? And child stealing. And even if the body was not found, the child stealing charges could eventually be reinstated, although he would only get about four years if they could make mm. the crime stick at all. Because, right. again, it sort of makes no sense. Because just a child. <laughs> She's a woman at 16. Sweet 16. (laughs) Does that mean anything? I don't think they invoke the sweet 16 rule to figure out if it's like homicide or like child stealing. What's the difference? One's an adult, one's one's under 16. I am 16, stolen by Sassafras. <laughs> Is that where we're going? Um, since no body has ever been found, and indeed, you mean nobody or no body? Uh, no, nobody, no body. Since nobody, since nobody's ever there's been a gap. Found. There's a gap here. Since nobody, since they're sans body. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and and indeed, beer has never been heard from again, and no real evidence other than suspicion exists to hold Welch. He remains a Freeman, like Morgan. Oh, really? Yeah. Morgan Freeman. Like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Uh, as to the victim herself, there has been absolutely no sign of what has become of her. And oddly, Welch has always maintained that she was in fact kidnapped by a Sassafras. <laughs> Which of all the wild stories and excuses he could attempt to weave seems like an odd choice at the very least. Sorry, I'm still losing it over the fact that you said Freeman. And I said, oh. He's gone. Oh, like Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, imagine me. Ah, you must be Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but for some reason, they, those two made sense yeah. at the time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go. Um, indeed, his <laughs> insistence on this outlandish tale has caused some people to wonder if there is any chance he could possibly be telling the truth. Uh, Welch must have known that not only would no one believe him, but that this far-out yarn would cause him to look even more suspect. But he stuck to his surreal vision of events anyway which is kind of weird but mm. i don't know um, yeah i mean there, there's two ways to look at it is he knew that something so outlandish couldn't be disproven yeah necessarily so you would stick to your guns and not take your one year because you know they've got nothing to stand up on or it actually happened so um i don't know so it says here that he could have just told police that i should just want it off yeah but like yeah. we've got like in, in your tale last week, mm-hmm. there was the idea of like somebody um, was abducted by aliens, yeah, and disappeared, yeah. Um, in this case, someone's disappeared, abducted by a Sasquatch, yeah. Like in this case, like if this happened to me, I'd be like, oh, just wandered off, don't yeah. know what happened, couldn't yeah. find her, we were camping. Even if you saw it, yeah, you'd still say just wandered off. Yeah, hmm. there's no way, I'd, no way, I'd say this because as soon as you say, make up this sort of shit. They will cast the ice. I mean, I'm sure I'd be suspect anyway. Yeah. But but when you say um, Sasquatch. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it worked. 
Did it? Well, so far. Yeah, so far. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the end, but go on. Um, so the odd thing is there are actually a few reports of people being allegedly kidnapped by Bigfoot. So this one, I think we covered this in Stellange. <laughs> In the segment um, we call Get Me Some Strange, yeah. is what you're saying. So, uh, in 1924, Albert Osman claimed that he had been carried off by a Bigfoot as he slept. Remember the guy in the sleeping bag? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was a photographer yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he would say he'd been kept captive for nearly a week by a whole family of the creatures before managing to escape. Mm. I was like, that was in the strange. <laughs> um, Rings a bell. Four years later, uh, Mushalat. Martial art? No, martial arts. Martial arts. Martial arts Harry, uh, a Native American trapper, uh, was in BC. British Columbia. In Canada. Yeah. Uh, not sure if Native American, but in Canada. I'm not sure if they're allowed to go in there. <laughs> Native Canadian? Native Canadian. Uh, when he was claimed to be abducted by a, a Sasquatch during the night while sleeping, uh, similar to old Osman. Um, four years earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so according to martial art, um, he was carried an estimated three miles through the rugged wilderness, after which he was thrown to the ground and found that he was surrounded by a group of about 20. Whoa. Sasquatch? Goodness. <laughs> I'm saying Sasquatch. I'm saying Sasquatch. <laughs> and Sasquatch. Um, apparently there were human bones strewn about the ground around him. I don't know like if there were, how we could tell between human bones and maybe Sasquatch bones. Sasquatch bones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because maybe they'll be the same. Um, which led him to think that the beasts meant to eat him. Mm, maybe it was skulls. Yeah, maybe. Um, but again, I think it would be similar. Nah. 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 I could, you could no? show me a monkey skull and a human skull. All right. Let me just difference. go in my bag of tricks. I learned about the differences in uh, university. In my yeah, human evolution and an- anthropology things. Yeah. It's helping you, isn't it? Um, right now it is, because I could, I could tell you if I got abducted whether I was well, surrounded I don't, by I don't, Okay, well, I don't bones. have anything in my bag of skulls. Um, mm. The creatures supposedly gathered around him to- I could po- tell you the diet. Because I remember you actually telling me about this. Yeah. Yeah, the jaws and stuff. And the muscles along yeah, the top. And the, and the brain, because of the meat, filled the brain and grew that potential. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't be a vegetarian. Meat corn. <laughs> told you this showed you earlier um the creatures supposedly gathered around him to poke and pull at his clothing mm-hmm. which they seem genuinely confused by um fair enough um mm-hmm. after some time of this the beast lost interest somewhat and the trapper made a run for it uh managing to escape their clutches nice. while they were distracted nice um, so both men would spend the remainder of their days terrified of going into the woods and insisted their stories were true. So hmm. maybe the same thing happened to Bill. Maybe. Maybe she was one of the skulls. She, if this ooh. was a movie. No, but that was 28 and this was 87. Oh. So if this was a movie though, then yeah, time it wouldn't. Travel. You wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't set them in such different years. Yeah. So, or you invent time yeah. travel. <laughs> you set them so far apart. <laughs> trying to look those things like two back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, of course, the most likely scenario is that she either got lost in the woods and perished or she was the victim of Welch. Um, mm. But either case, it does seem quite unusual that he should so wholeheartedly take the Bigfoot angle in his defense. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps he was so far gone into his obsession with Bigfoot that he sincerely believed the fantasy but it was hard to tell. Like that was, I was listening to a uh, one of the podcasts, and this person had called into police and said, "I know who did this. I was in the car. This, this, this happened, and all proved that it wasn't the case." Mm. But the person had read about the case and become so involved in the case that they had truly put themselves in a place in their head where they were there and had seen it. It was really weird, but right. shows the like a mentalist. Yeah, shows the nuttiness of the human brain. Mm. Um, the whole sword mystery has raised all kinds of questions that do not seem to have been satisfactorily answered. So, did Welch kill Bear? And yes. if so, why? You think that? Because bored. Was she really abducted by yes. Bigfoot? Yes. Well, it can't be both. Oh. Can't be um, both. Go pick one. Yes. Ugh. Uh, why did he insist on that weird version of events? Yeah. No, no that's not a yes or no question. 
No. False. <laughs> That's the same sort of thing. True. Um, these seem to be questions whose answers, like this conversation, are doomed. Yes. <laughs> um, the the only thing we know for sure is that Teresa and Bea went out into those rugged mountains and never came back. And the case remains unsolved. Mm. And you won't read about that in the Mysteries of the Unexplained. No, you won't. Not this time around. So, um, yeah, that's that's the case. Like it, to me, it's like okay, uh, he probably killed her. Yeah, but don't know. I reckon he tried to force himself on her. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> why? Why do you because go he was there? Forty three, and she was sixteen. He's like gross. So, I doesn't assume... mean he's just some sex pest. I think he's a sex pest. Maybe he saw a the first. Sasquatch the first attack. reference here is it says it says right here, sex pest Russell Welch, forty three. You wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I don't know. Like it, it's the case that you know it sounds like dodgy ads, but if it really happened, like I kind of feel sorry for the guy. Like, but why? Why would you say it? Like, I, I got to say this. Like, why would you? Why would you accuse Bigfoot? Because it's true. Speaking of sex pests, um, there's a num. When I was doing the story and doing some research, there's a number of tales of Bigfoot taken woman mm-hmm. and you know rapes them. Oh come on! Yeah, I know. I didn't report this it. Isn't so that it's sort like, of a show? It's not that kind of, That's why I did not say it. But I'm like, whoa! Like all these tales are like uh, Bigfoot stole this lady and he raped her. No, Bigfoot stole this lady and he raped her, and then they had some weird deformed baby. Don't mention that ever again on this show. It was like, okay, I probably won't go into that angle. I'll keep it highbrow, <laughs> like I did. So yeah. All right, let's move on swiftly. Yep. <laughs> Anything else to add or? Uh yeah, no. I think Your it, thoughts? I think it was um a Sasquatch. You did. Yeah. Nice. Or a Sassafras. Yeah. But yeah, all of the above. I like the um Native American Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was my favorite. Um <laughs> All uh, right, let's move into the final segment of the show we call get me some strange this is where we take a yeah, martial arts harry <laughs> the native american canadian this is where we take the 1982 reader's digest version of mysteries of the unexplained one of us mm-hmm. will flick through the book the other will tell them when to stop and we'll read one of the random stories that who's turn to do the music yours if you like okay when i say a one a two a one two three go that's when you go. So don't do it now. That's when I go. It's, it's how you know. Okay. So shall I just start and you're going to say that at some point? No, 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 no. When I go a one, <laughs> a two, a one, two, three, that's when you start the music. Okay. Okay. How are you going to do a that? A one, a two, <laughs> a one, a two, a three. There you go. The music's on clearly. Um, one day we should hook it up. So, I mean, spoiler alert. Don't say hook up. Hook it up so that we can hear it. Because <laughs> right the funny now, thing we... is, when you when you say it though, it does it goes on in my head. <laughs> I, I do hear it as soon it's as because it goes like, on yeah. the same beat every yeah, time. It does. Um, for those of you who want to play at home, you can get your own copy of Reader's Digest: Mysteries of the Unexplained on Amazon for a low the low low price of seven dollars eighty three. Really? Yeah, one hundred and seventy two used copies. Three new copies somehow. New copies. <laughs> Uh, for tw- from twenty one twenty three, this copy. I mean, the secondary copy here could be a new copy. Like this book here, you know, it's from nineteen eighty two. You know, yeah. it's over thirty years old. So just to it explain, looks absolutely brand new. Oh, that's the one I found a year after we started the show. I found another <laughs> copy of the same book at a at the same yard sale. Uh, one in very good nick, and one pre loved. It is like this like this is amazing this book looks like it was bought today like brand <laughs> yeah. new it is in such good condition <laughs> yeah amazing um the other interesting thing with the amazon listing is that it says it's from 1985 oh it might have been a reprint must have been a reprint i, was I wonder actually, if there's I was actually just forward. about to check this one and see whether this one was actually 80 it looks like there's a dust jacket on it and like a cool blue cover underneath oh man damn yeah this one's 82 as well so nice Oh, the fish pond has it for four dollars ninety four. Oh, with the blue cover. We totally got to get that. Oh, yeah, we need three of them. Look at that. That looks rad. <gasps> I 
cool is that? It's so weird that there's people still selling that. <laughs> um, Australia, published in Australia, 31st of December, 1982. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that book still on there? <laughs> Honestly. Um, what's the shipping? What's the shipping like on there? Where's my credit card? Where's my CC? Anyway. Um, uh, it's Oh, wow. There's a segment on this um, website. It's under books slash religion slash occult and paranormal we should um every week when we do get me some strange we should um, promote a way to get the book through a different channel i've already blown two of them i know so you have to find the one for next week what we could do is um someone could win one of them and we could just pay for it and get it shipped to them that'd be cheaper than shipping our own one yeah it would be actually (laughs) (laughs) it's like four dollars for the book and shipping yeah Anyway, um, so I'm going to flick through the book. You're going to tell me when to stop, and then I'm going to read a random paranormal story from it. Stop! Alright, so for those of you playing at home, we've landed on page 95. Oh, that's good. Which is actually one that we've seen before. We need the... You got the post-it flags? Uh, oh, they're in the cupboard. In the cupboard, standby. Never mind. Are you going to do it? I'm going to go get them. <laughs> Wait, the watch out for the cords. Wait. Yeah, there, are. there. Are. Um, so we're just going to mark it with a post-it flag so that when we double up, uh, we don't there read. Get out! Get off my microphone! <laughs> Can you ever talk into my microphone? It'd be funny if we uh, we stand right here at the same mic for the last episode. We could, yeah. It's not a visual medium. This no, doesn't it doesn't work. Work. quite close. <laughs> hey, don't, don't hide the hide my face. I'm trying to make it so they can hear my me. Lips. <laughs> get away! All right, I'll go back to the side. <laughs> Can you ever come near my microphone again? Okay, I'm back over my side. <laughs> I feel um, defensive about your side. It's just your face is really close to my face when we share one. Um, we've done the stolen five-ton steel ball floating away. We did, yeah. So I'll mark that one, entitled A Heavy Question. Um, don't know what episode, if anyone wants to archive it or tweet it. Um, did we do Missing Ireland's Crown Jewels? read it out to me in entirety and i'll tell you <laughs> we did the mystery of the locked room which was where there was a guy locked in a room that somehow got a gunshot wound but wasn't holding the gun or something um let's go with the ireland crown jewels and if we get to the end and you decide we've heard it then yes. um, we'll choose a different one because there's a few here to go from. okay let's put that Missing Ireland's Crown Jewels (gasps) One of the most daring thefts of the 20th century occurred in 1907 when Ireland's Crown Jewels That's early in the 20th century for for the most daring theft (laughs) They've called it It's only just begun Um, Valued at $250,000 Rubbish, that's that's a really crappy amount (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not back then or maybe in the 80s that was a lot, I don't know (laughs) Has it been adjusted for the 80s? So we're not sure, is that adjusted for the 80s? (laughs) Um, when Ireland's crown jewels were stolen from a safe kept in the strong room of Bedford Tower at Dublin Castle, practically under the eyes of four men who had been assigned to guard them. Sometime between June 28 and July 6, the thief had first obtained keys to the tower's main door. I think I have read this. Um, I was thinking that it felt familiar. Yeah. Uh, I'll carry on. Um, where he must have spent at least 10 or 15 minutes freeing the jewels from their cases um, and yet no suspicions had been aroused a long investigation by Scotland Yard came to naught the whereabouts of the treasure and the identity of the thief are still unknown so they just never got them back I think that's a repeat Yeah. what about the death of 72 year old Lavinia Farrar that's kind of familiar too (laughs) really? yeah do I just not do it then? No, I turn the page. Turn I the page. Author- I authorise you to turn the page. Yeah. This is probably get the post-it notes, people. <laughs> like, did we do this one? No, I said one page. You just turned two. <laughs> but it's really long. Uh, Look, it's one long one. Uh, do you want me to read one? Of course long not. One? Okay, then I'll turn the page. Uh, <laughs> it's a really short one. Okay. In the fall of 1974, a Minnesota farmer came upon a dead cow in his fields and found that the udder, the sexual organs, and one ear were missing. According to the farmer, the udder had been removed by a diamond-shaped incision. The end. 
but uh cowspiracy <laughs> and on that note we'll cattle mutilations anything else to add or shall I do uh, my cattle mutilations do they still do those anymore cattle mu- mutilations they still do them anymore uh they're remote remote <laughs> yeah, <laughs> remote know what that means. they only happen in the outback right <laughs> <laughs> and on that note carry on you go and I'll note <laughs> I'll go <laughs> and I'll note that <laughs> and on that note we will call that another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast um, join us next week for more tales toodaloo <laughs> <laughs>